neither of us know the next part of pump up the jam. That's a good mumble jam for the future. Absolutely. Pump up the jam. Pump, pump it up. up. Something, something, something. something. <laughs> Today, we are going to do something completely different again. We enjoyed going rogue with our dream interpretations episode so much that tonight we're going to take turns throwing out some conversation topic ideas that pique our fancy and then choose one to dig into. Obviously, we have to apologize in advance for the fact that this is either going to be a complete shit show or the best thing that you've heard all week. So we're sorry. And you're welcome. But first, boom and bust. Danielle. You are welcome. I'm going to start with my... mm, I'm going to start with my bust, okay? My bust turns into my boom. My bust is that this is just one of the worst school years and endings of a school year that I have had. And I know that I think I said that last year. (laughs) Takesy-backsies, I mean this year. And my boom is that today was the last day of school. So I am on that summer vacation and I am... Yes, honey, I am ready to party. I've got my nighty-night tea here. I'm ready to turn it up. I am ready to be unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) That's my idea of a good time. Believe me, I love love to be. But you can fall asleep. Literally, all you have to do is like look at a pillow and you fall asleep. It takes me like an entire process. It's true. It's true. I have a gift and a curse, you could argue. I couldn't argue that, but okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, that will lead to my, my boom and bust. So my boom is that I feel like a lot of nice, cute, fun, lovely things have happened since we last recorded probably. But the one that's coming to the forefront of my mind for sure is that my peanut, my peanut child, I had a thought. Okay. Sorry. Sidebar. I'm going to give my kids these code names so I can talk about them without having to be like, Oh, whoops. Let me go back and say that again. So my daughter is Peanut and my son is Boo. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Peanut has officially graduated from the toddler program at our school. What? But she's still a toddler. Well, technically now she is a child, I guess. (laughs) Just a real child? Just a very small, regular child, a regular old kid, if you will, because she's moving on to like pre-K and K, the Stop. four, five, six no. class. Play. Yeah. It's play K. Play K? It has to be play K. It <laughs> it's, well, it's like play school, preschool, kindergarten. No, I think this is like preschool. Well, I'm not going to accept it. So we're going to call it play K. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she's moving to the next level and, you know, we do the three year chunks in Montessori. And so this level is like academic, like she'll learn, you know, phonics and she'll start writing and reading and all that stuff. And she'll leave there as a big old kindergartner ready for first grade, which is the level. So I taught at the lower L level. So that's going to be oh my god, fun slash probably the hardest chunk of my life. Everybody always says when you have kids that are the age that you teach, it's always like the, the trickiest. But um, anyway, that's a big deal. And I have a lot of emotions. It's a really big deal. And also just as she's learning these things, will you send them my way so I can get my kid ready? Yeah. You want me to like just sneak in and I'll like (laughs) film her working and getting lessons and send it to you. Yeah. A little free Montessori education, (laughs) which is what every kid deserves, by the way. Anyway, um, my bust, my bust, and I don't 
want to talk about it or dwell on it, but we can talk about it a little bit, is that my my cat, my sweet, creepy little Atticus, I had this purebred Persian, black and white. He looked like a little cow with a little squished flat face that kind of looked like an owl. So I often called him a cowl. <laughs> he was 17 and a half years old. So just a couple months shy now of 18 years old. I had this cat. You guys have to understand. That means I've had him my entire adult life. Like I moved out of my parents' house and acquired this cat because I missed having a pet immediately because I've never not had a pet. So I was with my first serious boyfriend and we lived in an apartment and I went out and spent literally like every cent in my bank account to get this cat, which was not my intention, but I decided I wanted and needed a cat in the middle of winter in Vermont. And there's not a lot of kittens being born at that time because cats are like laying low. But I guess there was a breeder, which is also not something I would do now. But as an idiot 18-year-old kid, I was like, oh yeah, there's kittens for sale at this place. They're purebred Persians. They're, it was, he was like $600. Oh my God. I don't have that kind of money for an animal now, let alone as a high schooler with my first job. And Lindsay went with me and we saw this little litter of kittens and the tiniest, most freaked out one that was just like, (laughs) (laughs) Literally like shaking and like staring at me from Lindsay's shoulder because she picked him up. I I had to have him. I brought him home. That was my Atticus. And it's been a journey, dude. Like he's been with me. I know. Every breakup, every time I moved, which was a lot. Big, big adventures with that cat. The birth of my children, who he was so sweet with. Like, oh my God. He was the sweetest old man. He was such a good little cat. He was like, people who don't like cats were like, all right, he's a cool cat. I don't like cats. I loved Atticus. Exactly. You couldn't not love him. I'm not even entirely sure he was a cat, really. He was such an odd little thing. He made the weirdest sounds and he was just (laughs) such a, such a, just, yeah, my creature. I'm sorry. How's Peanut handling it? She's actually seems to be doing quite well and kind of maybe she has grasped like the situation because so the last time that we texted about it I was like well we read a book and we talked about it um, and she seemed to understand she was drawing a connection between having heard about the dog that we had we had the uh, this big beautiful dumb great dane that was 10 and a half so also got a really great long life that we put down the month before she was born. So she never got to meet him, but she's seen pictures and she's heard stories. And so she kind of was like, oh, so he's dead. He died like Troy, which was the dog's name. And we were like, yeah. And she was like, so we can't see him anymore. When she first heard about this whole dog thing, she was talking about dogs and Chris told her, you know, we had a dog, we had a big dog. You want to see pictures? And so he started showing her pictures and she's like, well, bring them out. Like (laughs) where you been hiding him? (laughs) We have a horse, let's meet him. And then, so that's when he started to kind of tackle this idea of like, well, he, he died. And that means that his body's not here anymore and blah, blah, blah. So she was kind of familiar with the concept, but she hadn't experienced it in terms of like something that she knew died. Yeah. And so I thought maybe, you know, she took it really well. And I was like, maybe it'll like kind of hit in waves or maybe she didn't really fully, like maybe tomorrow she'll come down and be like looking for him or something. Like I was really waiting for her to be like, where's Atticus? And just kind of keep testing this idea of like, he's really gone, you know, but um, she hasn't, she has just been like, like a puff of his hair was stuck on the couch. And she was like, oh, that was from Atticus before he got dead. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, we, and we can't see him now. And I'm like, no, we can't. If only we could all handle grief. <laughs> I know she's she handling it well, but also she's not a total sociopath about it because I, I was expecting there to be a little more emotion because she also really loved that cat. It was really sweet, the little bond that they had. Yeah. And she called him her Atticuses and she took such good care of him. In fact, there's actually still a small pile of treats that she left out for him the morning that he passed that he never ate, which was like, that's her breaking he always ate his treats so like you could tell he was he was done but she did since then mention she was talking about something you know in the typical like three-year-old way she's blah 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 and i miss atticus blah 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 
you know, and like changes yeah. the subject. And, and of course I address it. I'm like, I miss him too, baby. And then she told me that she talked to her teachers at camp about how her cat died and she missed him. And I was like, okay, so like you're processing it. Yeah. On her own time and her own way. Yeah. And really healthily. <laughs> It seems that way. I hope. I hope. Because this, okay, this is going to sound silly unless if you're like us, then maybe it won't sound silly. But when Melissa did her birth chart, there was something in it. I remember distinctly about her having like a thing potentially around the idea of death. Mm-hmm. Death was like a sticky spot for her. It was like the South Node or whatever. I'm not getting it right. When Melissa comes back, she can cover it for us. But because of that, I've been thinking about that from the moment I learned it and have been in my back of my mind, like, okay, when we have our first experiences with death, make sure you do it right. You know, like I didn't want to use euphemisms like he went to sleep because no. I feel like. No, a smart kid or any kid could be like, so I could go to sleep and like never come back, you know, or like, yeah, you can't do that. Or I don't want to say like he was really sick because like people get sick and don't, you know, like I don't want her to be like as soon as she gets sick or daddy gets sick, like you're going to die, you know. So like I wanted to be as honest about it as possible. So with him, because he was super old, right? So we were like, his body was very, very, very old. He lived for a very long time. Yeah. Something that couldn't necessarily just randomly happen to one of us now so that she doesn't kind of have that fear. So yeah, my point is I was trying to do it as healthily as possible because uh, of the stars and um, hopefully... You mean the celestial bodies? I do, Danielle. I absolutely do mean the celestial bodies, but I didn't want to be yelled at for four episodes again by you because you were so mad about that. Well, it's been a while. (laughs) I miss them. Welcome to Danielle, everybody. (laughs) That's it in a nutshell. Okay. All right. I feel like that's that's sufficient for our boom and bust now. Absolutely. All right. Great. Well, we're going to keep skipping the ad break for these shorter ones and let's get into it. Okay. So as Laura said, we are doing things very differently. So Laura, I have a question. Mm -hmm. What do you want to talk about? It's a great question, Danielle. What do we want to talk about? Um, well, I do really like this idea, this little format that it would be, honestly, this is whatever they're going to get. These people is going to be like listening to an actual phone call of ours. No script, (laughs) no no bullet notes, you know, just like whatever comes out of our noggins. I should be sweating more. (laughs) You should be. I was like, this actually, I think was your idea. And like moments before this call started, it occurred to me that this is your worst nightmare. So like, what's going to happen? Well, I don't know. And maybe just it'll be really bad on your end for editing purposes. For sure. For sure it will. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We each came with a separate topic and we did not discuss what the topic we are bringing to the table is. So in a moment, Laura will reveal her topic. I'll reveal mine and we will decide live action, which (laughs) one we want to talk about. Now I told Laura like 400 times, I was like, do you understand the assignment? She understands it, I think, but she came over prepared in a way that like, I don't know if she's really understanding it. We're supposed to also have bullet points and questions just in case we get stuck. And I think that's where I was like, so in case I start thinking, we both need support to guide us on a little journey. Okay. And I think it's going to go really great. (laughs) (laughs) The sweat is starting to become... Obvious. Okay. Yeah, I talked for a long time just now. You see how you're locking out your arms like this? I know. All, That's how all I know. Body cues. Your body posture gets <laughs> so, so rigid. I could cut my face just looking at you. Okay. Ready? Here's my topic. Okay. You inspired this one when we first came up with this <laughs> harebrained scheme. And my first thing I propose we could talk about is what are all of the worst sleeping conditions that there can be? Okay. Okay. Mine is ambitious summer slash vacation plans, hopes, and dreams. Like who is the start of vacation me? Oh, okay. Well, how do we vote when there's two of us? (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, you know that I, of course, would love to talk about the worst sleeping conditions because when I approached Laura with this (laughs) haywire idea, I was like, no, we could talk about anything. We could talk about like 
codependency, marriage, child things, blah, blah, blah. Um, sleeping when it's too hot outside. <laughs> yeah, we should. Okay. Let me, you know what? Let me reel it all the way back for the people and say that okay. we were FaceTiming what was supposed, our husbands were trying to FaceTime each other actually. And we hijacked the call. Oh, yeah. You were crumpled up in the corner of the couch glaring and <laughs> I took Chris's phone and eventually Jameson shoved his in your face. And then we were having a conversation and also they're yelling at each other and to us in the back. It was a whole chaotic conversation. And the whole thing was preparing for the idea of us coming to stay at your home and like <laughs> sleep there at nighttime. And Chris cannot and will not sleep without <laughs> central air just pumping <laughs> on him 24 7 he needs like a tube under his sheet <laughs> that ain't happening in most new england houses so we were kind of chatting about different ways to fix it and jameson said that he tends to sleep in the basement of the house already because your guys's room is at the top top like third floor top of the house and heat rises. And so it's like, it's, it's uncomfortable up there. And he's saying that, and you're saying nothing. And then like 20 minutes later, we're talking about episode ideas. And you're like, can we talk about how much it sucks to sleep when it's hot? Can we talk about sleeping when it's too hot? Can we talk about sleeping in a hot room? And like four different times you suggested that that be our next episode. And I was like, all right, I don't know how we're getting a whole episode out of that, but sure. So my suggestion is like to cover that for sure, but also all the other things that really suck. So for example, in my life, there's a monitor with a screaming baby going off every time I for sure slip into REM sleep. So that's fun. All right. Well, we're done. I think we decided we're doing worse sleeping conditions. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. We've already halfway had the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. We're actually done with the episode now. (laughs) See, I knew it'd go well. (laughs) It's actually going to be the best one to edit. What a twist. What a plot twist. Okay. So I'm going to let me go ahead and flesh out a couple of these conditions. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Too hot. That's one of them. We know. Yes. Screaming baby children. Yes. That's another one. What else needs to be on this list? TV on without a timer. (sighs) I, you know what? That's going to be, is that in my brain dump? No, it didn't make the cut into this one, but I, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk talk about that. Okay. Um, too cold, not enough coverage. Thank you. Yes. Too cold. I I maybe would rather be too hot. We'll come back to it. I can't help myself. No, I know. Okay. Um, like, you know, that sick sleep where, oh God. Yeah. My God. Especially if it's like a respiratory, like a cough, cough a sinus, a a throat. Oh my God. Because you need to be breathing to sleep and you can't do that comfortably. Yes, it's odd. I like that as we're (laughs) making a quick list of what to talk about, we're then completely talking about the thing and why it sucks. All right. Is there anything Um, else? Worst sleeping conditions is the mattress uncomfortable. Yes, because yes, it is. The one that I've been sleeping on in the nursery is uncomfortable. I need to apologize to you. I haven't slept on that bed in forever. You slept on that bed. That's my guest bed. Yeah. For when you came at Christmas. Yeah. Dude, you can't do more than two nights in that bed before you wake up like, ouch, because the mattress is like, you just kind of like sink into the middle of the bed. You know what I mean? I did like, great, but I was oh good. exhausted. Oh good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, okay. and can you also add pillow, please? Because yeah. like, yes. yes, I am on a pillow hunt and I've just Me given too. up. Me too. Me <laughs> too. Okay, okay see, this is gold. Again, we have <laughs> completely fleshed it out. I, this is the second time I've said flesh it out, and I just, I should flesh actually be out. thanking you. Flesh no, it out. Flesh it out. Uh, no, I, I learned know. it from you. Yes, no. you know, because you brought it to us in a brain yes. dump. I only ever exclusively said flush it out. And you were like, isn't it, is it flesh it out? And then you looked it up and you're like, oh, they both are a thing. And I realized, well, yeah, flush it out is like, you're like clearing out a thing. Like, I'm just like yeah. washing it out, wiping it out. Like, let's get it out of the like way, like an existing drain. thing. Like, yeah, like a thing that already exists is getting cleaned out, cleared out, whatever. 
flesh it out is to like create it, like to build the body of it. So if I'm coming up with this outline, I'm fleshing it out. So thank you. You're welcome. For teaching me. Oh my God, finally. Finally. And we end the podcast today because (laughs) the student has become the teacher. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, what else? Or is this good? Well, as we talk, as we talk, we probably will think of another one. Something else might come up. All right. Well, obviously. (sighs) Too hot. Too hot. Because here's the thing. If the fan is not working, you don't have an AC. I can't not have a blanket Mm -hmm. or something on me. I'm not sleeping with a sheet. So like, don't even try to offer that. It's ridiculous. I've never heard something more ridiculous in my life. It's offensive. It offends me. Yeah. And it hurts me, honestly, if we're being (laughs) honest here. Physically. So what are we doing? We're already hot. We have to make ourselves hotter. I'm not sleeping that night. Yeah, no, it sucks. It so much sucks to A, just be hot and sweaty in the bed. So by the way, I've had my second round now of that early postpartum, like hot flash thing, sweat, like night sweats. That's what they're called. The night sweats where you wake up drenched in sweat. Yeah. What a dream. So you were too hot, but then, but then because everything's wet and you get out of the bed to like go to the bathroom, you get back, everything's too cold. So that absolutely sucks. And then there's the whole problem of if you need a fan, I don't love the air blowing on me. Like my hair is tickling me. It's doing little dancies. My nose and throat are dry. Oh my God. It's just chaos. But if it's that hot, you have to have it like on you. You can't just be like oscillating in the corner and just blowing around hot air. No. And then same thing for me. I have to be under a comfy blanket. I have to be snug as a bug and a rug. need to be a burrito to get to sleep and if it's too hot to enjoy that then just freaking yeah get out of here just get out of here with it just get out just get out of here yeah okay so i think we covered too hot if it's too hot you're not sleeping that's just what it is you're not getting a good night's rest Mm -mm. and then you're gonna be miserable yeah you're gonna be miserable and we might as well go from there right into too cold i was wondering if we wanted to do that big jump (laughs) yeah yep and that has happened to me a couple times lately. I don't know what it is about sleeping. I've been sleeping on the, the bed that we put into the nursery and with like the fan going, probably it's the fan because it's like right above me Blowing and I feel on you and your night sweat body. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't have socks on because they were too hot when I got into bed, but now my feet are frozen. Hold on. And I wake up with frozen feet. What are you talking about? You're sleeping with socks. You're a sock on sleeper. No, I took them off, but then my feet got cold and I wish that I had them on, but I won't get out of bed and go like get them. Okay. So now I just have to suffer there, rubbing my feet together for friction to try to get some heat going. Try to start a fire. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I hate too cold, but I think I would rather to. Now, here's the thing. We did say, we did say too cold when you don't have enough to make you warm. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, but in general, I would rather be cold because I can add, not take off. Assuming that you have the proper blanket burrito situation, then too cold is fine because I want to snuggle up in that blanket. Yeah. However, if you don't have the proper layers, which has happened to me plenty of time, I cannot, I probably would sleep better being too hot than being too cold. In fact, I'm going to just say it. No, I'm going to commit. I would sleep better being too hot than too cold. I freaking hate being cold, dude. It makes me miserable. Yeah. Now, I think there's science with wearing socks and the quality of sleep that you get. I don't know. I think I heard that somewhere. I thought it was pro socks. Like, I thought I recently saw something that was like, go to sleep with socks on. You'll sleep X percent better or whatever the heck. Yeah. Yes, I think it is. But like the idea of it sounds like... (laughs) What? You can't sleep yeah. with socks on. Anyway, screaming baby children. Yep. Oh my God. Yes. Mm. Because here's the thing too. It's like, it took me forever to fall asleep and I finally did fall asleep and I was diving deep into that REM. That's the good one, right? Yeah. I mean, there might be a better state, but REM is the one where you like get to have a dream, I think. And that I like That's that. what it is. I'm like diving deep in there. And then all of a sudden I'm awoken in a panic heart attack startly thing Mm -hmm. 
I can't breathe. I'm going to throw up and I don't know what's going on. It's a terrible way to wake up. Yeah. Someone that you love screaming (laughs) bloody murder, something that you are biologically obligated to keep alive and safe and not screaming like that is screaming like that. And you just were woken. You were just woken out of a dream and you have no context for what's happening. It is like the worst. I hate it, dude. It's, I wish this were a little bit visual because the way Laura just went into the like, the way you were awoken, like it was like You're a double woken. hand waving through her face. Like, I don't know, like, ooh, we're here. You can't see it. As I'm explaining it, you still won't understand it. But it was <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that you... <laughs> Proceeded to act it out more for everybody to understand it. (laughs) So we get it. It sucks. It really sucks. And well, but also I will say that I don't want to stop there quite yet because there's that like point to where you have to like wait a beat to see, Uh, are they going to settle? Yeah. And that is a lifetime right there. Like I might have given him one minute, but it felt like two hours of me laying there pretending like I might just be able to drift back to sleep. But my brain is all the way lit up after Mm -hmm. a millisecond of one of them screaming. Yeah. And then they do settle and you're like, well, I'm awake now. (laughs) You know, like it takes 45 minutes to get back to sleep and turn your brain off for one of them to then scream again. That's fun. That's a fun game. Um, I have been waking up to like the phantom cries and then I I think I hear it so I check the monitor and I look and she is sound asleep happy as could be and I'm like no I swear to god you just screamed at me I have been having that lately too and and that's now it's a dual monitor situated so it's the same monitor but dual cameras and you can like split screen it but if you split screen it, you can only hear one of them at a time. And I don't want to fall asleep not being able to like hear that she's crying in her bed or fell out of her bed because she took the, she's in a like officially big girl bed now. And so what you have to do instead is it cycles between the two. Oh my God. It gives you like however many seconds of camera one and then camera two and then camera one and camera two. And this should also be on my list under this category. I think this still fits here because the thing is that the cameras are in two different locations in those rooms and two different proximities to the sound machines. So like her camera comes on way louder even though they're at the same volume because the sound machine's closer so i get more like with hers and then his camera pops on and it's like (laughs) so every couple of seconds that changes next to my head are you kidding me i'm gonna go insane danielle i'm gonna go crazy but you know what if anyone can handle that it's you I have faith in your insanity. Thank you. Thank um, but you. you know what? I didn't even think about double kids, dual camera monitor, what you were going to do, like the logistics of that. But that's for another topic. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that. We can save that. Um, okay. TV on without a timer. I'm moving on. Do you feel like you can wrap that one up? Good. So falling asleep with your TV on and forgetting to set a timer and then waking up in the middle of the night to the blaring lights and somebody yelling and laughing or like bad music. Ugh, it feels like a cheap date. (laughs) That's an interesting analogy. I, I can't say that I get woken by the TV later. I don't think that doesn't really happen to me. I think my problem with it, really my only problem with it is that I know I shouldn't because I know that scientifically speaking, falling asleep to a TV and having that like sound and light pound me in the face is like affecting, I'm sure my quality of sleep and probably is why I then wake up however many times throughout the night, even when I put the timer on, because I feel like you're just not supposed to like do it at all. Like it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with your brain. you know, this is a journey. Well, so here's what happened to me is he was sleeping in the bassinet in the room. So for the first, like I don't know, a week or two, I still put the TV on and put it on a timer and fell asleep to it because he has no concept for what's going on around him or any, he can't see it. Right. And the sound and light don't bother him because he has no circadian rhythm yet. Uh But then that starts to develop and it's clear that sounds and lights could startle him while he's sleeping and I'm not going to take the chance. Right. So I have left the TV off and I slept without the TV for the better part of three months and was like, wow, Look at me go. I'm a divine healthy goddess. I don't sleep with the TV. I don't need it. Um, And 
now he's in the nursery. And for me to sleep in my bed, I have this changing of sound machines rotating every 10 seconds next to my head. And I told myself, I'm going to leave the TV off. Like I'm already on the right track. I don't need to turn it on. It's fine. I know Chris prefers when I don't turn it on for sleeping, mostly because he's on his side of the bed watching a YouTube video this close to his face. So not because he's (laughs) getting better quality sleep, but yeah, he can't hear it because the TV's on and also lighting up his face. So I'm like, I'm going to leave it off. I'm going to leave it off. I'm going to leave it off. And so I have for the however many nights that I have not had him in the room next to me. But with that monitor going, every night has been a battle in my head to be like, maybe I should just turn it on. Maybe I should turn it on. There was one night actually over the course of the last week where I was like, I need some self-care. These kids are going to bed. I'm getting a bowl of ice cream. I'm going to watch TV in the bed. And then if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. That's a treat. It was a treat. And I got to sleep for a whole like hour and a half before he was ready to eat again. (laughs) I'll take it. So yeah, in conclusion, TV on for me is something I know I shouldn't do, but I'm addicted to it and I don't wake up. So what are you falling asleep to? That's the problem. No, 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 no. You've misunderstood me. I'm obviously falling asleep to the TV. This is the biggest habit that I will have to break probably of my entire life. But I set a timer because if I don't set a timer, when the TV is yelling at me in the middle of the night, like I roll over and that is still like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like whatever show that is, it's it's happening. Well, that's why I'm asking. That's what I mean by what are you, what are you falling asleep to? I mean, what are you watching that's yelling at you and has aggressive sounds? That's, I guess, (laughs) a really good point. And not anything <laughs> that does that. It's because it's like, I have a comfort show. It's called Gilmore Girls. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it is like a comfort blanket. Yes. I, it's so calm. Yep. So I can just not even watch it and just fall asleep immediately. Okay. Yeah. But what I am remembering is when you and I had sleepovers at your house in high school, you, because you were a night owl, would watch whatever weird shit you watched late night. (laughs) I fell asleep at like 8 p.m. I would like roll over to the loud TV. Laura's still awake at 3 a.m. like watching whatever this thing is. Oh my God. Sorry for this massive truck. Wait, what are you Um, supposed to do? Woo, 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 woo. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I forgot that you were reminding me. And um, so that's the memory of like, okay. So it was in my home that you had the traumatic sleep experiences with the TV. (laughs) That checks out. That makes sense. I also have a comfort blanket show that I can put on and just immediately become unconscious. It's so boring for you. What is it? No, it's a silly show. It's really funny. It's called Psych. Oh, I've seen it, but I've never watched it. It's so goofy. Chris got me into it. It's not something I ever would have watched otherwise, but I actually started to kind of fall in love with it because it's just, it's goofy and it makes fun of itself. And it's, it's smart at the same time as being so dumb. It doesn't matter. I've seen the episodes all like at least once, if not twice before. And so for me, I can, I can fall asleep if I already know what's going to happen. Yes. But it's entertaining enough. If you're watching, you can. Yeah, exactly. It's this, it's the comfort show idea where like, if I decide I want to get sucked in, then I'm like, (laughs) and if I don't, then I'm like, I already know what happens. I'm going to go to sleep now. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Do you want to talk about sick coughing throat sinus? That's (laughs) it's just the worst. It's the worst because like, as you're like getting ready to fall asleep, you know, like, I have to now prop myself up. I'm going to pump 500 cough drops in the middle of the night. I know I'm not really going to sleep. And then I always hit a point where I'm like, do I even try to sleep? Because I know it's not going to happen very well. So should I just stay awake? Well, I'm like, I can't because I got these cough drops in my mouth. I'm going to choke to death if I fall, I fall asleep, asleep now. with them in my mouth. You can't. I'm scared to. I, I am think I scared to, but I'm exhausted and I'm sick. I know, because if you take it out, which is obviously the logical and safe thing to do, then your throat still hurts like two seconds later because you're sick. It's not good. Dude, I hate it. I hate it. The cough when you get the cough where like all of a sudden you're hacking your lungs out or even just the tickle, the tickle cough. It is that like it's that tickly. You know what I'm talking about when I point to my jugular like this? Yeah, it's like that constant or that like you think you have like that one little dry spot in the back of your throat so you're like constantly swallowing your spit but Mm -hmm. like nothing's ever happening and then you just feel nauseous 
Are you drinking a ton of water to try to make it go away? And not only does it not go away, but now you have to pee every like hour yeah. on the hour throughout so the night. So forget it. Forget it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> what do you mean by two loud erratic noises? Okay. So I know you already said several times that I can sleep <laughs> anytime, anywhere through anything. And to a degree, that's true. After becoming a mom, that has changed a bit. So one thing that I think probably always bothered me, but definitely does now more is so by loud noises, I don't just mean like being in a crowded room where the sound level is kind of constantly going. I mean, erratic loud noises where it comes out of nowhere. Or is that like this irregular pattern? Like a plane? No, a plane has like a nice droney sound to it. I mean, like the neighbor slams the car door. Okay. And it sounds like it's in my bedroom or someone yeah. like hammers twice and stops and does it three more times 15 <laughs> minutes later. You know what I mean? Like there's no set sort of c- continual sound. It's like erratic. It just comes and goes and it's loud. Yeah. Especially if it sounds like something just broke or like someone's trying to get into your house or something, you know, like that kind of stuff, dude. Oh, awful. Hate it. Awful. Um, I don't get too much of that around here, but I, I have lived in places where that happens. Yeah. The neighborhood that you lived in when you were in this state, I'm sure you yeah. had that kind of stuff. And we live in a cul-de-sac where I swear to God, our houses are made of paper because the neighbor will like slam the lid on his garbage can next to his house. And I hear it in my bedroom. Like someone's With like two knocking different on sound the door. <laughs> Just cycling erratically. Oh my God. Um, okay. Mattress sex, pillow sex. I am mostly on like a pillow sex journey. I, you know, I love a good journey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what I like in a pillow, dude. Like, do I want a little more firm? Do I want super soft? I don't want it too high up, but it can't be too flat now. Like, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I need help. Are you side sleeper, back sleeper? You know what? I'm a little bit of both. I'm a little bit of side. I'm a little bit of back. Like normally I'm a side. Then this morning when I woke up in the middle of the night, I was on my back. Okay. Yeah. I am primarily a side sleeper, but I also sometimes like to sleep on my stomach. Yeah. I don't think I sleep on my back very often, but let me tell you, it has been a nightmare trying to find the right pillow. I feel like Chris and I have gone through so many different kinds of pillows that like swear they're the best side sleeper. Cause I'm, like I said, primarily on my side. So I will seek yeah. out the ones that are like, this is what you need. Ergonomically speaking, if you're a side sleeper, this guarantee is comfortable. And no, it doesn't. It sucks. It always sucks. And I would argue that the pillow sucking is worse than the mattress sucking. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I don't know. My logic in that now doesn't make any sense. I was going to say something about your muscles, but like your body is a lot more coverage than your neck. But like there's something about waking up with like your neck hurting you. And it does suck to wake up with like your back and like other areas hurting. What else hurts from sleeping in a stomachy mattress? No, I was going to say like <laughs> hips, but I don't think my hips really hurt when I sleep but on a crappy mattress, might... but my backs do. My backs, all of them, my several backs <laughs> all hurt. My back definitely does. You know what? Actually, there's one scenario in which this kind of mattress would outweigh a crappy pillow. And it's the kind of mattress that creaks. Ugh. Maybe that's the box spring. Maybe it's, I don't know. I think an old like springed mattress or box spring or combination of the two. I have stayed somewhere once where that was the bed situation. And every time, like literally breathing too hard made the bed move (laughs) under you. And it was like, (laughs) like just the worst freaking sound. And I toss and turn and move a lot to get comfortable in the first place, like just to fall asleep. And then when I'm asleep. So that was a, that was a big no for me, dog. I cannot do that again. Back in the day, the first mattress that Jameson and I shared was just like a, you know, regular mattress. And he moves, but nothing he does is gentle. Everything he does no, is spastic. A thousand miles an hour. Yeah. He does it hard. And it is true in his sleep as well. So he would like flip back and forth and roll over like a million times in a row just to find the position. And my body would be like, like bouncing up and down like a waterbed. And so when we bought a mattress, the guy said, we want something with individually wrapped coils. And man, is that a game changer? Oh, okay. 
Good to know. We finally this year invested in a king size bed too. And that is so so helpful because now we basically each have like our own bed instead of. I love a king size bed. Now you can do whatever you need to do with your body and I cannot feel it in my body. And that is great. It's how it should be. Although he should be saying that about me. Because like I said, I'm the one that thrashes and kicks. (laughs) I'm the Jameson. Um, But if people have any good pillow recommendations, please send them our way. Yes. For a primarily side sleeper, you can miss me with those wave-shaped foam ones. I don't want that. And please don't come to me with that one with the shredded pieces in it. I already know. I don't want a lumpy pillow. It's not lumpy. That's what everyone says. I think I... I think I know what you're talking about because I think I did try that one. No, of it course. sucked. It sucked. Can't do that. Don't do that. What did, what did people think it was going to do? You have chunks of material in a bag. <laughs> you have lumps of material in a bag. How is it not lumpy? Um, right now we have pillows that we got when we bought the bed because, you know, at the mattress store, they're like, oh, these are the best pillows. Once again, told me that this is what I need for the way that I enjoy sleeping. And of course, when they were brand new, Like the first time you sleep on it, perfect. After that, though, they're not quite a memory foam, whatever they are, or maybe they're like elephant memory foam, as in like they don't forget what shape you used to be, because you know how foam (laughs) is supposed to go back. Yeah. And this doesn't. This pillow is stuck in the shape of how (laughs) I sleep on it, which is... I don't want that. I'd like to settle into that position. I'd like to start fresh with a full bodied pillow and then wake up with that. But by the time I go back to bed later, you should be full bodied again. And that's not happening for me right now. So yes, please. If you have a good pillow suggestion, DM us. Yeah. I also can't believe the pillow I used to sleep on from the time I was a child up until a teenager. It was like the same pillow for 20 years and it was flat as a pancake and didn't bother me a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess I must have too. I mean, I certainly didn't grow up with fancy pillows, but I don't remember ever being so upset about pillows. So maybe (laughs) this is just one of those. This is how you know you're old. When you get older. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think we did great. I think we really did the topic justice. And I told you, I just knew in my heart of hearts that this was going to be a golden episode. Do you feel fantastic (laughs) about it? I feel fantastic. I say that now. I guarantee you when I am editing this, I'm going to be like this. What the what are we talking about? What is that five minute tangent about this thing? You know, like I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate both of us. We're never doing it again. So but right now, no, no, you're being so mean. It's relatable. Everybody sleeps. Everybody has uncomfortable sleeping (laughs) positions. It's relatable. I think we really just like, I don't know, we hit the nail on the head yet again. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, let's move on. Okay. Brain dump. (laughs) Brain dump. Let's lighten things up. It's time for the brain dump. I guess I'll start. Okay. Do you get more nose hair the older that you get? You must. Isn't it funny that we just know not to touch other people's cars in public places? (laughs) As opposed to just like walking through a parking lot, like just like running your finger across all the grills on other people's cars. It's like private property in public places. Like it's like you're moving like a move, like it's your, like your house, like your mobile house. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And people understand, like, don't touch that. It's weird if you walked up to someone's car and touched it. Yeah. Can you think of anything though, that you would bring out and leave in public that other people could touch? No. So obviously this begs more questions. Yeah. Okay. Continue on. If we got sucked into a black hole, would we feel the effects of that now or in like 10 billion light years? Is the potential there that something has already happened to Earth, but it's just taking like space time to catch up to current time? Oh, I mean, that was good. (laughs) That was good. Um, And lastly, for weeks, I have been fighting the urge when a kid says to me, hey, guess what? I have been biting my tongue until it's bleeding to say chicken butt. Oh, yeah. Hey, guess what? 
chicken butt. <laughs> 100% chicken butt. And you happen to have the like one job in the world where you cannot <laughs> tell that joke without <laughs> massive repercussions. <laughs> I know it has been hurting me. So finally, the other day, somebody said to me, guess what? And another student chimed in and said, chicken butt. And I was like, I have been wanting to say that for weeks. (laughs) You were like, yes, high five, high five. (laughs) You're awesome. (laughs) That's all I got. Okay. I love it. I love that. Thank you for sharing my list. I have been actually keeping a list. Oh my God. You do love us. I do. I have been making a list and I'll have you know, it includes an invention idea. Wait a minute. You listened to me. I did. I listened to you for the first time in 20 something years. And you know what? You were right. It feels good. (laughs) And I'm going to save it for last. Okay. 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 And can I make it? Okay. Okay. First one, I am 100% serious when I ask you, Danielle, why do men have nipples? <laughs> okay, clearly I've been nursing. As my daughter calls them, Naples. <laughs> Naples. <laughs> See, you're Naples. Uh, next one, biannually. The word biannually means both twice a year and once every two years. Oh. What the... Hello? I'm not going to say it. I was oh, going to say the F oh, word, but I'm not saying it. I also listened to you on that, and I am making efforts to censor Laura's myself. Laura's censoring bit. herself so we can be family friendly. <laughs> but I hate it. I hate that. Why would it mean both of those things? How am I supposed to know which one you mean? Context doesn't even necessarily tell me. We do that biannually. Oh, so I'll see you in two years, or I'll see you twice this year. That's a big difference. It's a really big difference. Thank you for pretending to be upset with me about that. I appreciate your solidarity. Well, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. How has modern science not yet solved the problem of sweatpant drawstrings or hoodie (laughs) drawstrings for that case being pulled into the waistband or the like, you know, head pocket and being impossible to get back out? How is that still a problem? Absolutely agree. At this point, why are we not like sewing them at a certain point so that it's impossible to get stuck? Yeah, but not us as the consumer. Like the people who are making these need to make this not be a problem for me ever again. Let's just be done with the drawstring. You're right. Exactly. My next one and last one before my invention idea is that my daughter now says, I am not and she's trying to tell me that she isn't or doesn't do a thing. So like trying to think of an example. I was like, you know, the marker stays on the paper. Don't draw on the table. I amn't, mommy. I amn't. I'm on the paper. Um, and I, you know, it makes me wonder though, why isn't that a thing? Like you say are yeah. not and is not. And so am, am falls into not. that same conjugation. Yeah, you can say I am not the long way, but that's not a contraction. You can't make it a contraction or can you? I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe it's technically a word somewhere, but you never hear that. It is so awkward to hear and to say, I am not <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> I, think- I love it. I think you should bring it. <laughs> I'm going to bring it, guys. I'm bringing it. It's, it's been brought. <laughs> And my invention idea. We were at the beach for approximately like an hour and a half. And it was a lot of work and a little bit terrifying. My daughter is fearless and she loves the ocean. And we can be sitting by the little sunshade digging a little bucket of sand and she will just stand up and beeline it as fast as possible (laughs) for the waves. She just needs to be back in the ocean again. No word, no warning, just gone. Um, obviously we don't let that happen, but it's not for lack of constant Mm -hmm. watching and being on guard. Like there's no relaxing at the beach right now at this stage. And it made me wonder why is there not, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud. What if someone steals my idea? Oh my God. No, I know. (gasps) No, I know. Because this is a good one. Hold on. I have to read it now. Read it and tell me if I should say it. (gasps) Oh my God. Wouldn't that be smart? Really smart. Well, now you've dangled this carrot. 
<laughs> I know. Okay. I'm just going to say it. And if you rip me off, I hate you. So what if you and your child had this like matching bracelet set that could sense when they've wandered outside of a certain proximity of you and it would vibrate both you and them so that like, cause you know, it takes a split second to look down at something and to have just finished telling your kid, like, stay right here, like, stay right here. I'm just going to put this down. And you literally like turn and put it down and you look back and they're gone. Right. And it's heart attack central. What if something could immediately be like, and also buzz them because when they're little like mine, she's just not aware of it. Right. But if I were to be able to like prep her and train her and be like, when you feel this go off, you need to stop right away and look for mommy or call for mommy. You know what I mean? Like, couldn't that be a game changer? Yes, it would be a game changer. And what I was just trying to quickly look up is it's a little bit like that, like anklet that people have to wear when they get out of <laughs> jail under house arrest. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But cuter, more fashionable, less harmful, and a bracelet. Yeah, exactly. So the technology is there. I actually don't know what those anklets do. So no, but you're right. You're right. And if that exists, then we can't be too far off. Yeah. <gasps> I can't help you with that. It feels very techie, but I love the idea. You know, Danielle, I knew this was going to happen. I said, I have great invention ideas and I don't do anything with them because I don't know what to do. And you're like, you need to write them down. You need to. I'm so mad at you. I'm so irritated. You need to tell them to me. I will help you make it happen. Actually, no. To be fair, you told me you would write the jingle. So can you just whip me up a jingle for this vibrating bracelet proximity sensor idea? Um, It vibrates when they've wandered to a bracelet set that senses when they've wandered too far and vibrates. Um, that'd be like, hey, you turn around. Hey, you leaving town. I don't know. Well, now I've got that tune stuck in my head. (laughs) All right. You work on it. You workshop it and come back to me. Okay. Okay. This is a, this is a teaser for the next episode. (laughs) Next time I'll come back to the jingle with the invention idea. Perfect. Okay. Well, this was so fun. Thank you for listening to Not Another Momcast. You can find us on Instagram at Not Another Momcast or email us at notanothermomcast at gmail.com. However you listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, refer a friend. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you. I know we just had a nice surge of new listeners that listened to the one and done episode. We hope you stick around. Please feel free to subscribe, rate, review, follow us and stuff like that. Okay. This was so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Super chill. No big deal. I love it. Okay. Yes. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.